domain-specific language for org design and, uh, and org evolution because it's a, a rather comprehensive approach to, uh, to improve the software delivery. The way the teams interact with each other may vary in time. Take the next step, which is how can we make them successful? Like many uh, uh, technical leadership challenges, you, you just repeat. Hey everyone, welcome to the Bold.com Tech Lab podcast. We share our experience with you, peeking behind the screens of IT and tech in general at Bold.com, the largest e-commerce platform in the Netherlands and Belgium. We are sharing our approach to IT, e-commerce and retail platforms. The hosts of the show, Peter Paul van der Beek and Peter Brouwers. Yes, I've been looking uh, forward to recording this episode. I uh, like the previous conversations we had with, uh, with the guests uh, of today. And also the topic or the book, which will be on this episode is, yeah. To be honest, it has been on my reading list. So I've, I've read some summaries of it, but not the complete uh, details yet. So I hope that uh, Eduardo uh, oh, already thought you would be our guest. Well, that he could uh, <laughs> tell us a bit more uh, about it. Yeah, and I think that, it, that there are a lot of topics there. It's in the, in the social technical problem space. So there are a lot of topics there that, that the different phases in the growth of, a, of an organization uh, that people can really relate to and use uh, stuff on them, but we'll elaborate on that uh, later. So what's the actual subject, uh, Peter? Yeah, thanks, uh, Peter Paul. And I like your honesty about re reading the book, but that you just get a <laughs> grasp of it. Um, yeah, so we are going to talk about team topologies. And uh, on the website and the subtitle of the book, it says, Organizing business and technology teams for fast flow. Um, yeah, but I know fast flow from the past. Eh? When uh, feeding your child with a baby bottle and the milk was a bit thicker than you, uh, yeah, you, you had to use the the, the fast flow teeth uh, to uh, to get it out. Wow. So in, in in this context, eh, talking about team topologies sounds really promising because yeah, if organizations get a bit thicker, just like baby food, then you can use team topologies for fast flow. But I'm sure our guest of the show, uh, Eduardo, will tell us everything about it. So, uh, yeah, let's go to our guest, uh, Peter Paul. Yeah, I didn't see that one going. Uh, <laughs> I was not ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> so, you already heard our guest uh, today. It's uh, Eduardo da Silva. He's a space tech lead at Bold.com and, uh, yeah, friend of the show. He's been here multiple times uh, before. So, uh, welcome again. Thank you. Thank you. Really good to be here and uh, yeah, and talking about this uh, the, the the book. Uh, I'm not sure I will go on the baby uh, <laughs> <laughs> metaphor, uh, although I have some experience lately on that. But um, yeah, but but very excited uh, be, being here with you uh, again and uh, and uh, yeah, as, as I said, uh, talking about this book, which I find very uh, inspiring and uh, I think very. Um, like a great resource for to help companies to really take a step forward on on achieving the flow and i think we will go on into that uh, soon yes so that already answered the, the first question that i had why did you like it so then just to to add to that when, when did you discover it? is it really recent for you or yeah so so the book has if i'm not mistaken like uh, is out for a year and, and a half or so uh, I, I uh, stumbled upon it, I think, uh, beginning of last year. And um, uh, yeah, and, and it really 
So I, I think like we touched in the previous episodes uh, on sort of my uh, interest on socio-technical architecture and socio-technical thinking. And this book really uh, immediately uh, popped up as, as a great resource to, um, yeah, to start addressing uh, uh, socio-technical uh, challenges. Uh, so that, that was sort of where I, I, I came to, uh, uh, yeah, in touch with this book. And, and since then I, I, I read it, uh, or even I studied it. So I really, uh, this was one of those books you read with uh, taking a lot of notes and, uh, and, uh, and, and I'm, I've been uh, uh, using it and promoting it to many people around me because I, I think it, there is a lot of value on it. And, and it's, and the, the fun, funny thing is that, if you read it, you you think, oh, but this is not nothing extraordinary. Uh, it, 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 it all sounds uh, logical, but uh, like many things in our industry, they are logical, but we never put them down and we never organize them uh, well. So so it's like easy, easily uh, consumable, and it also creates a language that people can uh, use with each other to, to actually uh, make progress on on their their yeah their projects and their, their organization. Uh, design in this case, for example. Okay, hey, hey. and then then we, we sometimes have some more or less provocative statements. So uh, yeah, if you say that uh, team topologies is uh, such a clear, easy to follow approach to modern software delivery, uh, it can just replace Scrum, right? I I wouldn't put them on the same back. Uh, although they are both uh, sort of ways to approach uh, and and uh, the way we build uh, and deliver software so they both go into that but uh, uh, so th there is some sort of, uh, of 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 overlapping in in that uh, aspect but but they they really have nothing to do with each other uh, scrum is really like just more like a, a process to for you to approach the software delivery which uh, is very widespread uh, used uh, and uh, in my view, rather outdated and even uh, uh, harming. Uh, so, but I think we can. Uh, maybe this is an idea for another podcast, so I can come yeah, back. Just... <laughs> <laughs> uh, because I really think uh, we we need to step up on the Scrum thing. Uh, um, but the the so they they could be used uh, both uh, in, in combination with each other. Uh, and and deep topologies uh, takes the step. So. When you say it's easy to follow approach, it's it's definitely it's it's uh, like I said uh, earlier, it's it's not a complicated set of things, but it's also it it requires some uh, say some some work to to be adopted, um, because it's a, a rather comprehensive approach to uh, to improve the software delivery or the flow that we already touched by considering uh, not only just processes but the the whole socio technical uh, set of systems in the organization. Um, so the, the, this is this holistic uh, approach to organize, uh, starting from our teams, and and uh, and, uh, and and that really re goes into um, so Conway's law. So it, it really follows that because it, it we know that that's a, a truth that we cannot. Uh, it's unavoidable. So it really brings that in, and from there you start uh, having this what the book calls the team first approach, which is okay. These are the teams we need to deliver the, the product we uh, we envision, mm -hmm. and uh, but also other aspects because uh, it, it's not that you you write down this is the organization we have. These are the teams, and uh, yeah, we are now good to go. 
Uh, no, because, and that's also part of the book. So the, 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 the second part, which is we have teams, but also we have uh, ways to evolve all the teams. Uh, um, so the organization evolves, has new challenges and has new, for example, new products or whatever. How can we uh, help evolving the organization to cope with that? So the organization is not static, and this is a strong element on the book too. So uh, it's a long answer, but uh, the, the, they, they, they could be used uh, together. So we could have uh, we could set up teams and then they could use Scrum if they like or if it would make sense. Um, but indeed, they have uh, the commonalities uh, how uh, how to approach software delivery, how to improve that. And 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 team topologies, in in my view, really uh, has a lot of uh, uh, artifacts that can help you a lot on 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 doing uh, yeah uh, uh, on setting up your organization to to uh, to do uh, to to support great software delivery or at, at high speed, at, at flow, achieve flow, basically. Yeah. Yeah. We mentioned social technical uh, a few times already. Is there anything else the, the, the listeners should know besides that it's a more holistic approach than a lot of approaches? Yeah, in, in a nutshell, when, I, when we mentioned social technical, is, is the, it's, it's basically about considering the, the social system and the technical system that that are at play, and and how can you uh, architect those two in order to to achieve, basically to have uh, um, yeah to, to 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 have teams that are enabled to to work and build their product at, at, at high velocity and that that are not basically um, that you minimize the, the obstacles of for doing that for building and owning your product. So you look at what's the team set up but also what are the technical architecture that the team is owning and you are uh, considering those two systems and how to yeah how to best set them up so basically that's uh, that's the idea of uh, socio technical architecture yeah cool yeah so we thought of uh, splitting up this uh, episode in in i think it's roughly two blocks at first we we go a bit into more detail uh, what what is the team topologies and then in the second part, we dive into yeah, the use cases and examples within bot.com. Uh, so we uh, we explain a bit more on yeah how you how you worked on those uh, with the with the teams you work with. So yeah, first question is uh, for the first part uh, yeah, what what is it? Um, you already shared it's seen as uh, as a language, uh, mm -hmm. which has uh, yeah very specific uh, terminology that is uh, being used. So we're talking about the teams. I think that's the first part, eh? talking about the teams and that you differentiate in a couple of different teams. Can you yeah. explain what teams? So maybe just uh, uh, the book has three parts and I think we will go there. But before going into the, 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 the types of teams, the book has like a first part that motivates why do you need to think about uh, creating yeah. certain teams? And, and then that, that's where the Conway's law come into place, but also like the limitations that uh, on size of teams that you can have because the, there is like a, um, uh, you, you cannot work with a, an infinite number of people effectively so they also elaborate on what what are the numbers of of, uh, of people that you could have on a team and and still have a, a very effective team and, and several other elements so that's uh, like a, a nice uh, introduction and then so they the the, the authors uh, Matthew and uh, and Manuel 
they uh, are both uh, experienced uh, um, IT organization uh, consultants and and also previously uh, software developers, etc. So they, they really go into uh, looking at what patterns they saw in the past on different organizations and, and sort of what would be types of teams that you could have to in order to have like a to design your organization in order to, to achieve the flow. Um, and the flow idea, just to make it, to put it bluntly, because we mentioned it already, I think, 20 times up till now. Uh, the, the idea of flow is, uh, it, it comes also from the idea of having uh, teams working on, uh, on, on your product or, uh, and iterating on from idea to delivery very quickly. So very quickly and effectively, and while maintaining a, a um, while, while having a healthy uh, uh, team. Uh, um, so that's that's basically the, the idea. How can you in, enable teams to achieve that? And then here we come to the, the the types of teams. So the types of teams that they propose are four, and uh, the the sort of the prominent one is what they call stream aligned teams. And, and stream aligned teams are uh, some yeah, in some organizations are also called product teams or uh, innovation teams. That, there is really, but the goal is they exist to to deliver uh, to work on a value stream to the customer, to the end customer, or or in our case could also be to our partners or retailers. So they they are really uh, customer facing, and they are uh, their goal is to to build. Uh, uh, value or build the product to effect uh, quickly and, and effectively and, 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 and scalably to, 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 to the customer. That, that's the main goal of the, the stream aligned teams. And then uh, you have three other teams that the, their responsibility or their the sort of the raison de vivre <laughs> is to support those stream aligned teams to work very effectively and, and not waste time on things that are unnecessary for them to build the product. So the, these three teams are enabling teams and they really work on like facilitating teams on, on handling obstacles they have. Could be, for example, learning a new uh, uh, technology that are, is very important for the teams to improve their performance on, on building uh, their product. Um, could be on, for example, detecting uh, um, capabilities that sort of fall in between teams and they help on bringing them together and, and then uh, build uh, effectively the, 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 the product. Uh, for example, helping two teams on, on, on seeing what things should be built on each, each of the teams, for example. Then the, the third category of, of teams is called complicated subsystem teams. And this is really about, um, as the name says, uh, 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 you, you have in your landscape, sometimes you have very complex problems and, and many teams suffer, from, some suffer from, with this problem. So what they proposed was, okay, let's uh, isolate these teams into a very clear uh, uh, team or, or, or could be a, like an internal product or and, and let's uh, uh, allow that team to serve the other teams the, the other stream aligned teams on, on with that so that not all of them have to have that capability and that uh, that uh, over, uh, overhead on their own uh, teams so they really focus on fast flow and the complicated uh, subsystem team takes out that complication or that complexity to 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 to, uh, to their team 
And the fourth and last is uh, is platform teams. So these these teams are really uh, focusing on building internal products to accelerate how the stream aligned teams uh, build their own uh, customer facing products. Um, and and they really uh, yeah basically also take away complexity from uh, um, more like in terms of platform or or uh, um, um, I think we will touch the types of of uh, of no, uh, things that the team is busy with. Uh, so the platform teams help on taking out those those things uh, and and then uh, enable the the stream aligned teams to basically mostly work on the customer problem and not work on like. Uh, maintaining a, a complete CI CD pipeline uh, themselves. Um, so these are the, the four uh, types. Uh. Yeah, so that, mm -hmm. that's clear and which already triggers me, I must say, uh, in my, I, I recognize in my own thoughts that I'm now trying to map the teams in bot.com uh, sure. towards yeah, the four yeah. types you described. So I do recognize, obviously, the the product teams we now uh, we have nowadays, uh, which is uh, which would be the first category, the streamlined teams. Yeah. I also do recognize the, the the platform teams as we have them as well, uh, the technical platform space uh, with the teams in it. But yeah. the enabling teams and the the complicated systems subsystem teams, can you give examples of teams we have in Bol.com? Uh, yeah, that area? Uh, yeah, they are not so. Uh... Yeah, those two, the ones you mentioned are the most uh, obvious, but so enabling teams um, uh, in general, uh, they exist for a short amount of time to help uh, the organization and the stream aligned teams to adopt certain things. So at ball.com, we could uh, map here, for example, the cloud liaisons or the um, our uh, program, uh, um, Apex program, so how to, to uh, to adopt uh, product organization okay. and, and yeah. build APIs. So these are they the experimentation exist. team probably. Uh, no, could could be, but I, I I would even place them more on the complicated subsystem uh, space. Okay. Um, but they tend they tend to be they tend to exist for a, a short uh, uh, like a, a finite amount of time, and their mission is to enable the stream alliance teams to 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 increase their their capability into a certain thing. But I do have, uh, and this is something I've, I've been thinking uh, a bit, uh, which is I, I also think enabling teams, we have different types of, we have another type, type of enabling teams that the book doesn't specifically go there, but I think it's it's also one, which are more like these structural uh, enabling teams that we have, for example, at Bol.com, like uh, the, the, the architects or the tech leads. They are not stream aligned teams, but they really exist to to facilitate um, product teams or, or or stream aligned teams to to uh, overcome and to align and and, and perform better um, because they they bring perspective across multiple teams or they they help on on onboarding new uh, technologies or um, yeah th 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 there are quite a, a few things there so th those are more the enabling teams. The complicated subsystem in our landscape is, for example, uh, uh, for example, forecasting team or um, could be uh, uh, our measurements team. Those are teams that own a very complicated piece of uh, uh, in our landscape that uh, by uh, bringing it to a more central team, uh, serving multiple teams, you take out the complexity of, of, of the, the, say, the, the, the product teams owning that the, the building of that and the maintaining of that. So um, 
Th those would be uh, some examples of both, uh, Peter. Great. Awesome. I like the uh, examples. What, what, what strikes me is that, that a lot of, um, I don't know, the conversations we, we had about uh, software engineering and how to achieve the most values, well, that, that basically uh, is, is, is talking about stream-aligned teams and that the stream-aligned teams, if you look at the book, well, it's just one of the four types of teams and the other three are the supporting team where maybe sometimes it's harder to show the value, achieve the value, or sometimes it's harder to organize them well. How do you see that, uh, Eduardo? Definitely, definitely. I, I, I... I 100% uh, uh, agree with that. I, I think the way I see it is we should, so streamlined teams are like the, they should define the North Star for the organization design. So do, because they sort of define, they, they, and they come from the, the value streams that we have on our product to the customer. So that it's sort of the, should be the starting point for the design. However, as you said, um, in order for them to operate at uh, at uh, at, flo uh, at high velocity and 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 be able to uh, iterate quickly on on their own product, there is quite a lot of things that need to be taken care of, and 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 this is where comes the other part. So we we really need people to to be sensitive to the the fact that if if you don't have um, supporting teams, so enabling uh, complicated and and platform. Uh, strongly uh, placed in, in, in the organization and, and not fighting, for example, for the same headcount as the stream aligned teams, because that may, uh, if you compare these two, like just by the value, it, it may be a lead to a, uh, we don't, uh, we are going to invest in stream aligned teams because they are uh, building uh, millions uh, every every year, right? Uh, if, if, you, if you don't have that sensitivity of, of um, understanding that, if you don't invest on them on 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 the supporting, for example, platform or or, or enabling teams, um, the streamlined teams will just be uh, very slow, or we have a lot of issues on on building uh, their product and bringing it to production. Um, so it's 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 a really uh, um, it, it's like a mind click that people need to do to to understand how do you set the, and that's why I go into the socio-technical and and the holistic views because if you don't have that view you will not see these details, uh, Peter Paul uh, and 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 this is um, yeah to me that that's that's key and 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 the, uh, the book has uh, and, and the authors have some nice. Uh, um, uh, anecdotes about this, uh, because if you look at how we uh, design organizations uh, classically, uh, how do we do that? We have an HR department that uh, sort of defines the org chat the chart and how we how we should be organized. Um, and what are we doing with that? I think I touched this on the last. Uh, I'm not sure if we touched this on the last uh, uh, podcast, but basically they become architects of the organization. So they are basically shaping how are we building our uh, our products, uh, what's the architecture of our uh, um, technical products? Because th this is this is uh, the Conway's law. So you you are <laughs> you are forcing uh, uh, an architecture because uh, a HR did a certain org chart that forces uh, certain uh, forces to be in place, and um, so. 
this this I'm I'm sort of going in a in a sidetrack here, but it's it's uh it's it's extremely important to start looking into um in, into what are the the the, the value streams to the customer and from their work, what would be stream aligned teams, but then take the next step, which is how can we make them successful? And this is where we answer the question, what, what would be the enabling uh, uh, complicated and, and platform teams that we need to have in place? And I think, for example, we are noticing this very well at Ball, like the way we are transforming our technical platform into a more uh, Product-oriented uh, uh, technical platform really serve the stream aligned teams, but also how we uh, are making uh, tech leads and the architects uh, very well uh, uh, connected to to, um, to the different products in the organization. All of these are efforts to address that. So um, yeah, yeah, it's um, great. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So so the. Um, and in the in the book, this four kind of teams is uh, is one uh, pillar, so to say. The other pillar is comes from the the three kinds of interactions. Yep. So yep. Uh, that that's the next step to dive into. I think. Can you? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Describe yeah. that. Yeah. I think. Yeah. So. So that that's the the interesting thing that uh, I think we touched it earlier, but the so that those four uh, uh, team topologies are sort of static, right? So we. we at a given moment in time, we say these are the, the the team topologies we have, but the way the teams interact with each other may vary in time. Uh, so, for example, think we are building a new um, we are building a new product or a new uh, a very complicated feature in one of our products. Um, how do we do that? So, how how do we do this when we, you have like th maybe two or three teams that would need to uh, coordinate with each other on how to build that. And so this may mean that we need to build multiple applications or we may need all of these teams may need to have certain uh, work to be done. And this is where the, the interactions are very useful uh, because um, the, the, they, provide, they provide basically three types of interactions and they allow you to handle all sorts of interactions that the teams may have in time, depending on the challenges they are facing. So, for example, the first one that they talk about is called collaboration. And collaboration, uh, it, it's really about having two teams, uh, uh, or two or more, uh, temporarily working with each other to uh, uh, define um, or, or to shape a, a, a problem or, or, or starting shaping a solution uh, in order basically to find a direction for their development. Um, and this, uh, uh, once they do that, we want them to basically each one go there on their own life because you don't want to have like two, three teams collaborating all the time. That's very heavy on their on their uh, cognitive loads. I'm already throwing the, the term that probably we will touch later. But if you have two teams sitting on the same room all the time collaborating, that's not effective. So uh, you want the teams to sit on the same room, brainstorm and find, okay, what, what's, what are the boundaries that we all need to work on? And then you go into the next uh, uh, interaction mode, which could be, for example, uh, X as a service. So each team builds uh, a particular part and then exposes uh, as, a, as an API to the other teams or to the, to the customer. Um, and that's, uh, that, yeah, that's the second type of uh, interaction. So, so, the, uh, and, and so the sorry to interrupt you, Eduardo. The, yeah. 
but in the definition for collaboration, it says, okay, it, it's about a defined period of time. Because yes. if it's over a longer period of time, then you don't talk about collaboration anymore, then it's another interaction. Not or, really. It, 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 it's, there is no other interaction that where, you, where you collaborate for long periods of time. But you, the, the sort of the evolution should be to, to uh, basically to, to mainstream that and could be normally ends up being uh, uh, building software that has clear interfaces and and uh, and just works with each other. So you go into collaborating people to to, for example, designing or or, or thinking about the, the the problem together. You go into okay, this they, they sort of define a scope of what each yeah. team should do, and then you automate it, and 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 then you could uh, implement something uh, like uh, X as a service, and this is the name of the the second uh, type of interaction. Right, yeah. um, and then. Uh, what we have as the the last um, uh, the last type of interaction is is uh, called facilitating, and facilitating is is a, a type of interaction where, uh, uh, for example, uh, we already talked, but could be like uh, um, our our uh, cloud uh, liaisons or cloud specialists uh sit down with the team and help them uh, facilitate them on learning a new uh, technology so this is how two teams also can interact uh, with each other um and they, so these are the three types of of uh, interactions that that you have okay and then you briefly mentioned uh, another concept uh, about cognitive load which yeah. is very important can you explain that one yeah, yeah. So maybe we should even have started with this one because it it sort of drives the uh, it's it's the motivation for um, for uh, having the supporting teams in a sense. Uh, so you you uh, the, the the book talks about uh, indeed cognitive load. So this is a a term that looks at what sorts of uh, um, basically what sorts of things keep your brain busy or a team busy. And and, uh, and 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 that's basically how uh, yeah how your uh, yeah how, how, what sort of things do you have on your on on your day to day activities? And they uh, the book and and this is this is not uh, just from them this is uh, from psychology and it's uh, so they identify three types of uh, cognitive load. So the, there is the intrinsic cognitive load and these are like skills uh, that the team needs to have. For example, programming language. That we need to build our product. Uh, then there is uh, what they call extraneous, and extraneous are like uh, uh, mechanics. So how things that we need to do to make our product live. Uh, and this could be, for example, uh, uh, going through a, a given deployment uh, process to to uh, to make it uh, to make it live. So this is something we need to do to make our product live. So I'm giving examples in the context of uh, software delivery uh, teams. Uh, um, and then the last one is called germane and germane is about business focus so what uh, how how does our shop work uh, or how do we how is our content platform uh, organized and how do like the business aspect or the domain uh, 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 yeah the domain uh, knowledge so these are the three types and if you so what what do we want if we organize streamline teams for flow we want them to work mostly, have most of their capacity focused on germane, so on, on the business problem. We don't want them to be 
each one them to be uh, uh, I don't know um, uh, copying the the the, the file uh, uh, doing like a very complex way to deploy the the, the software in production. We want to have like a as as small as possible um, uh, extraneous load to to be able to deploy uh, their things into production or to to uh, bring up a test uh, test environment or whatever we need to, to do for our product and the same for intrinsic so uh, if we have like very uh, simple uh, uh, tech stack the teams will most likely also this is a tricky uh, <laughs> assertion, but but if 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 the tools are not that complicated and the team uh, is very comfortable with them, they they don't need a lot of brain power to be doing that work. So they they will be doing. Uh, so basically, what what are the best tools for this product, but also for the team? So finding the the right balance there is is, is important. So what we want is streamline teams to have maximum germane uh, cognitive load available because then. And, and the others are are really well supported, again by the other teams, um, so that teams can go from uh, getting uh, mostly focusing on the on the business problem, on the, on the problem that our customer is facing, and uh, yeah, and that uh, as you may imagine, it, it, if if you are mostly spending time on that, uh, you are very li most likely working on delivering value to our customer and improving our business and doing all the things that we always dream our teams to be doing right um, so, yeah. so that's how it works if you say as a team okay uh 60 of our time goes to the mechanics part uh and we it's it's taking too much time to get our stuff into production that that is a trigger or a yeah. uh, it, it, pointer that says okay your yeah. your support is not uh yes. sufficient it, yeah. it, no, so the, the team, I'm not. I don't think most teams think very explicitly about these dimensions. But uh, sort of intuitively, we know these things, and you notice. I think both of you, uh, as engineering managers, you, you you saw your sometimes teams struggle to just with with infrastructure, right? So uh, we cannot uh, test uh, our things uh, in in on on the an acceptance environment because I don't know something is down or whatever. So those sort of things are signs that uh, there is the team is spending uh, more time than necessary than, than what they should <laughs> into mechanics or into uh, uh, I don't know using uh, they adopted a, a certain language that now is not supported and 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 uh, it's not well supported and then they they need to basically build a lot of things themselves to to make to implement certain product features or or product things. So when you see those signs. It, it's like a yeah. These are smells that uh, they are not uh, spending uh, most of their time into into the the, the business problem. To the so uh, using germ, the germane uh, focusing on the germane part. And yeah, um, yeah. Um, it's not necessarily always due to the to the way we are organized, but also sometimes due to the processes or tools that are in place, right? Yes. Can also be definitely, definitely. Uh, exactly, and and what I was wondering because sometimes you have also uh, because we have uh, uh, you build it, you run it, you love it, uh, or you yeah. own it. Uh, teams, eh? so they, they they also have to do the operational aspects uh, of, of running their software, and teams that uh, struggled with getting their software really production ready, and then with a lot of operational effort because they didn't 
properly designed this for this operation uh, purpose. So they basically uh, created their own load because uh, yeah, they basically have a hard time operating it. And we, we should focus on, on, on reducing that load. Is that, uh, is. The struggle is real. What's your answer? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, so that's, uh, you touched there, for example, uh, uh, the, that team could have benefited a lot from having uh, an enabling team, facilitating learning uh, how to best set, design their system, for example, if they, they lack that, that, that skill. Uh, that's one. And the other one, it's more on the operation. So sometimes um, what happens is that the platform is so complex to, to, um, to operate in that the team also needs to, um, uh, to do a lot of, uh, of things themselves to, to, uh, to properly operate their, 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 their application or their, their service. Um, and then that, that also calls, it's, it's our, is the platform is the platform uh, uh, supporting well enough the team? So you you can have these two uh, dimensions, Peter Paul, which is the team didn't design uh, the, the the application correctly, so they're probably knowledge about that or facilitating an enabling team facilitating that could help. And the other part is could also be spending too much time on operating or on deploying. It, it can be related with uh, the way we the, the, say the platform. Uh, is set up in the in the organization. So, you, but they go both. They both have uh, uh, the conversation about those problems can can uh, be done using the team topologies uh, enabling, and uh, and platform uh, teams and uh, and uh, collaboration facilitation to to help improving that. So, um, yeah. Cool. Yeah, I think based on the book uh, we described the ingredients you you have in this book uh, the, the the team topologies the interactions uh, uh, talking about uh, cognitive load if we now go to the second part translate it into examples uh, we see in bold.com what uh, what kind of examples do you see uh, eduardo what uh, in what areas do we use it yeah uh, we uh, use it everywhere but we just sometimes, and I think this happens in many places, we just don't use this uh, clear language. Um, uh, but uh, I think we uh, as a company are, are very uh, keen on improving ourselves all the time. And, and I see it, um, I see we, we were doing this before I read the book. Uh, uh, and then I started to just put a language into it. Uh, we already touched a few, uh, Peter. So, um, for example, examples is, is the way we transitioned into a product organization where we really have teams that uh, own uh, certain parts of the value streams to our customer. So these are uh, stream-aligned teams. So we, they, 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 we, sure. we yeah. set them up to, to own this very clear uh, uh, yeah, product uh, to be uh, uh, products to be given to, to our customer. So that's uh, the most, uh, uh, as we mentioned earlier, the most obvious one. Um, and then if we go into the others, uh, uh, we, we, we sort of touch them uh, enabling teams. We have uh, the, the teams, for example, that are uh, helping on mainstream how we use clouds, how we adopt uh, 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 our product APIs and, and, and how we have that better design. So those to uh, work there, facilitating and collaborating with teams. So that, that's also the, the interactions that they use. 
Uh, and then the tech leads and architects, uh, which I call more like a structural enabling team. So they they really go into, they are not uh, sort of temporarily in, in, in the organization. They are more like structurally embedded to help on scaling on how we um, enable our, our teams further. So if, if they wouldn't be there, there are a lot of things that just fall into, into the cracks because no one is going to be taking care of them. And we notice at scale we are that this is really uh, helpful. Um, yeah, and, and then the others are really complicated. It's like uh, forecasting uh, measurements, uh, some of our BI teams. So the teams that we uh, put placed in the what we call fundamentals, so they are really fundamental uh, building uh, complicated things that uh, support many uh, of our product teams. Uh, and then uh, platform teams are our yeah tech platform teams, uh, which, uh, as we mentioned earlier, they are also transitioning into how can we really build what maximizes the, 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 the speed and of innovation of our product team. So how can we take away things that don't really need to be maintained and, and, and owned by the teams? Or how can we set up uh, ways to, to go to production very quickly or, or to measure and observe our applications so that teams can be more independent? And all of that sort of things uh, fall into those. And um, yeah. So, uh, the, those would be some examples. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah and, and you already said, okay, we use it in, in Bold.com, uh, but we don't use the, the team topologies uh, vocabulary yet. Um, yeah. how, how does that work? Are you now saying to your technical colleagues, okay, go read this book, uh, adapt the, uh, to this vocabulary so we, we know what we're talking about? Or how do you emphasize on that? Yeah. Yeah, like many uh, uh, technical leadership challenges, you you just repeat. Uh, sort of your uh, one of your uh, main skills is to repeat, and I'm I've been uh, repeating this a lot, and uh, um, yeah, and, and and sort of showing. So you, you you need to show. For example, in our case, what what uh, I, I for example had uh, um, talked a lot about about uh, this with uh, with tech, tech tech platform people and colleagues that we're also looking into this, uh, coincidentally also reading the book and we started, okay, this really makes sense. Let's try to build up on sort of these good practices and uh, and this language because this will is going to help a lot. I also have these discussions also with the more uh, the product side people uh, and colleagues because um, like Peter Paul talked earlier, uh, in order for us to operate at high velocity and to scale, it's not just about the end product teams. It, there is a lot of things that we need to create uh, support to enable them to to really be uh, operating at a high velocity and and, and not just be uh, uh, yeah having all of these cool ideas, but then implementing and bringing them to to, to production. It takes takes uh, ages. Yeah. Uh, in order to address that, you need to address uh, sort of foundational elements which go into the. Um, yeah, the, the the supporting teams that we mentioned, right? Um, so it's uh, uh, yeah, in 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 sort of my uh, my approach is just to <laughs> to uh, yeah to share these ideas with as many people as as possible because uh, they really they help a lot the the conversation. It's it's like it's like you if you have two uh, people from two different countries talking with each other, they. They can gesticulate and uh, you can sort of get to understand each other. But if you do talk in the same language, it, it helps a lot. And uh, it's and, a lot uh, better. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, 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 and even more, this 
the language that uh, team topologies uh, creates is really optimized for this sort of conversation. So it's like a, a domain-specific language for org design and uh, and org evolution. And 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 this, yeah, it 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 just makes the conversation easy to 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 understand and. Uh, and 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 it's a very small number of building blocks so it's it's not that this is um it's, it's three types of uh, teams and three types uh, four types of teams and three types of uh, interactions and you pretty much can cover uh, uh, any idea that you may have about our organizational design and um yeah, yeah. so yeah, yeah true hey peter paul um you started off with this episode uh, that you were looking forward to recording this episode so we have questions left for Eduardo before we go to the closing round. Uh, actually, I, I wanted to add something because what Eduardo mentioned about uh, about why, why this why this can work and will work at bol.com. What you really see is that in, in the book there are references to a lot of things that we already use at bol.com. Eh? So we're in, we're very familiar with Conway's law, uh, with Dunbar's number, uh, with Daniel Pink, uh, with his autonomy mastery purpose, and these are all things that I think are very um, are pillars on which the book builds. And we have already been working with these things for years at Bol.com. Uh, so we are also evolving our thinking there. And so this, this is like a, a separate way of evolving uh, thoughts, but and they can, and, then, and, and now we're re realigning. And I think that that will uh, uh, really help Eduardo on his quest to get this language into the Bol.com uh, uh, blueprint. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. it make it very, yeah, it is a large chance of uh, of success, uh, actually. Yeah, and yeah. I like that because I like the socio-technical uh, approach uh, that also comes with this. Yeah, I think we will, our life is, is much easier than, uh, because you have already this sort of this exploration that we did and we developed a culture that has a lot of these traits that are very uh, open to uh, adopt this, this these these ideas. For us, it's definitely going to be uh, easier to just yeah. But this is uh, this was uh, how we uh, organized our teams already. Okay, so uh, that's it. Uh, but in other organization, the sort of the path is much uh, higher um, to to get there. Uh, much difficult to 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 yeah to 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 go through. Yeah, exactly. And 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 looking further at that, and and another success factor which will really help. This is that we're uh, it's not it's not like uh, like a scaled agile framework where you have to basically do the whole framework all at once. No, you can do this in a step by step uh, approach because with this such a scaled agile framework, we've been also developing things like that for years, but we never did the whole framework. But you do all the things in the framework, just not the framework. No. This also is way easier. So yeah. also there, yeah. I see a real chance of success. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, that, that's a really key point, uh, Peter Polo. It's the this is not this is not telling you you should have uh, this and that. It's more like these are the elements. Uh, given your context and your problems, what and and given your customer, like I, I said before, uh, and and the, the things you need, you want to build, etc. What would it it enables the the exercise of what would be the organization that you need to have, and that's uh, Conway's law, strong thing, and the architecture, so the technical architecture, so the, you, you interleave between these two because you want them to be uh, in, in sync with each other. 
so that you then can uh, have teams that are as autonomous as possible and they can just focus on their own thing They're, they are well supported and uh, yeah so yeah it's, um yeah that's why i really like it <laughs> maybe that was already uh, the closing round huh? because that's always yeah. the question what's the most important takeaway yeah yeah i yeah i i think uh the to me, the most important takeaway on this one is, is, is a bit in line with Peter Paul mentioned, which is a. These are just making this language clear, but also understanding this. This is uh, a social technical uh, uh, um, set of uh, um, of things. It's not just thinking about our technical system. It's about thinking about what they call team first. So you you. In order to own the systems, you need to have a team that is capable of doing that, and then the cognitive load and all of that comes in, into the place. Um, so it's 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 really a, the, to me it's a, this is a, a this is just this makes it very sharp on uh, what the conversation you need to have to uh, evolve your organization to 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 make it uh, to to stay on that uh, state of flow that we mentioned so many times during this episode. Uh -huh. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, thanks, uh, Eduardo, for sharing this uh, this uh, whole idea, this the, the, the more in-depth uh, on, on the book. Um, I think you wrote a, a blog post on it as well, so we uh, yeah. will add a link to it on the show notes. Yeah. Yeah. People can go there to, uh, to have, uh, have a read about it as well. Or obviously they can buy the book, uh, of course. Uh, we take the... the, the sh link to the book as well uh, in, the, in the show notes so thanks for your time i think it was great uh, to, get, to have this insight it, it, again yeah it starts really okay i should have i should start reading the book with me <laughs> so uh put it on the reading list yeah, and uh, yeah thanks for your time i hope to see you soon eduardo thanks for listening to this episode if you like the episode check some of the others go to spotify or itunes search for tech lab and subscribe Leave a 5-star review so others can find the podcast easier and spread the word. We like interactions, so if you have any questions or suggestions, find us on Twitter, LinkedIn or mail techlab at ball.com. Hope to meet you in our next episode. Have fun!